Welcome to the I Love Tattooing Podcast, hosted by Jack and Clay, two tattoo artists and shop owners with decades of experience working in street shops where walk-ins are always welcome. Okay, so today Jack and I are going to discuss in the vein of apprenticeships, who is qualified to have an apprentice? Um, we have discussed what an apprenticeship is. We've discussed the uh, pros and cons of apprentices, apprenticeships versus schools. And uh, this is probably the next logical evolution in this conversation. Um, both Jack and I have uh, successfully taught people how to tattoo. We've also had some failures in that category. Um, which I think we both learned a lot from. Um, there's a lot of opinions on this subject, and uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that I've recently read on social media about what it takes to have an apprentice, if to be a mentor, and you know the the expectations. And none of the comments that I've seen match the other comments. So the opinions are just wildly all over the place. Um, first of all, I would like to say that if you are going to take on an apprentice, it, it you should have some kind of a structured process built so that you can know where you are and you can measure the success of the the journey that you're taking, uh, both your, with your with your apprentice and yourself as as being a teacher. Um, you it has to be something that you want to do. Don't do it because somebody talked you into it and don't talk an apprentice into to learning because it needs to I've seen that happen before it needs to be a, a mutually um, agreed upon endeavor for for all involved in order to really be successful at it. Um, it I believe that it takes at least a year to learn how to begin to tattoo um, you can't ever really finish learning how to tattoo I think in a uh, previous conversation that we had, Jack, you said you never really finish your apprenticeship. You just get to the point where you don't need somebody looking over your shoulder anymore while you're tattooing, which I thought was a great quote. Um, so I, I think, you know, you, there needs to be some kind of structure and, and clear expectations for all involved as far as like the roles and things like that. So that I think is important. If, if you don't have that established, then are you really ready to take on the, the responsibility of teaching somebody how to tattoo. So with that, let's uh, start this conversation. Um, I, there's not a widely accepted, um, agreed upon process for doing this. I think the only thing that's widely accepted as far as I know is that most tattooers in the business believe that an apprenticeship is the correct way to learn how to tattoo. Um, there are plenty of self-taught tattooers that are awesome. There are probably people that have gone to tattoo schools that ended up being successful, you know, good tattooers as well. But generally speaking, the traditional apprenticeship is the model that most people agree is, is the correct way to do it. It's unfortunate that we don't have a, a widely accepted structured process for that, but here we are. And, you know, when, when you say have a widely accepted structured process you don't mean government imposed you mean tattoo industry and, and, exactly. and i think people we need to make that distinction and people need to understand that a lot we've talked a lot in the past about um you know having something that widely accepted or something standardized and and we mean self-regulating not government imposed because as soon as you get the government involved that it all goes to shit. yeah um, and i definitely agree with you you have to have a plan when you're teaching an apprentice um you've got to have a plan so you know when there are certain milestones that you've met um so they can move on to the next step um and i see a lot of apprentices a lot of people they come to me because they're an apprentice somewhere else they've been there for a year um and there's no guidance there's no structure and um there's some real basic fundamentals that they were never taught. Um, stretching the skin is the biggest one. I, I don't know how you can forget to tell your apprentice that. But um, 
that's that's the biggest one and or they're they're letting their apprentice do these giant six hour tattoos and it it's like i i I'm going to assume that their motivation is, is it comes from a good place and they do want to teach this person. They just don't know how to do it. And, um, I followed the first person I taught, I kind of just followed the blueprint that my mentor taught me. And that was probably around 2006. I taught the first person I ever taught was Denise Craig. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh i've been tattooing 14 years at that point i started in 92 so um there was a long time i just didn't i knew that i didn't know how to teach somebody um denise was another person that she had started an apprenticeship somewhere else in chicago i believe and then it it, it didn't work out um she moved and then you know decided that she really had a passion for it and i'm glad she did because she's an incredible tattooer she really um, is and um and and a, and a good person someone fun to work with so um so that was cool and i learned a lot from from that um and i i think you and i had talked about you know uh setting coming up with a plan and and setting some goals and stuff for her and and that was really really helpful um I asked one of my colleagues, a, a, a woman that I work with that's been tattooing probably about as long as we have. She's definitely over 25 years in the in the business. And I said, what do you think qualifies somebody to be a good teacher for tattooing? And her immediate response was not be a bully. Yeah. To be patient and understanding. And that was not the answer I was expecting, but she's right yeah that absolutely a major qualification um and uh i i she didn't have a good apprenticeship you know what i mean her her old man was a tattooer and she was basically just like thrown in he was just like do tattoos and then split she was alone in the shop she wanted to eat she needed to figure it out you know what i mean yeah. so um her she said that coming up was hard for her not a lot of women tattooers then um a lot of the guys in the in the town that tattooed didn't think that she was taking it seriously they didn't take her seriously um so she had to really work hard to to get accepted and of course then once she was accepted they were like man this this chick's awesome you know what i mean yeah. um but yeah she feels that as a woman she had to work harder at it and that might be true you know probably is you know sure um, but uh yeah she's taught people and, and that was her perspective was you'll get a lot further if you're patient and understanding than you're just a bully and, and i totally agree with that yeah I, I i do too uh going back to the um the situation with your first apprentice i believe at that point we had started to kind of create this documented process for training tattooers at that time um, yes I, I did not go through a structured apprenticeship. I basically taught myself and then just learned from people that I worked with. Um, but I did go through an apprenticeship to be a welder. So I went through an apprenticeship, just not for tattooing. <clears throat> and uh, the apprenticeship that I went through was through um, a union and it, it was definitely structured and, and had clear expectations for, for all parties involved. So I was able to use that um, process that I experienced in another field and, uh, and apply the same structure to tattooing when we created the, you know, the process that, that we made. And I think that, that helped me because I didn't have a, an apprenticeship personally to look back on and, and, and use as reference for, for tattooing. So I had to take the structure that I knew worked for another field and put it into tattooing and i and it it i think is was beneficial to me um and i i hope that uh you know that that's something that maybe helped you some too yeah i i i remember um we had her writing um like a little report yeah after every tattoo excuse me after every tattoo she did when she got to that point um and uh um that was cool to look back on um and and for a lot of people just 
the act of having to think about something and write it down helps you learn. Sure. You, know I mean? you gotta, you, she had to analyze what she was doing and how she yep. felt about it. And, um, it, it made her think about it more, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, those, those, um, little reports that we created had a critique section as well for, for right. another artist to look at and to give some feedback, like, Hey, you know, the, the, um lines aren't that strong here or the shading's not good in this spot like you need, mm. you didn't stretch your skin properly or hold your hand at the right angle or whatever i think that's right. an important aspect to have feedback and document it so that you can look back at it when you have a problem when you're learning and and know that um you know this is the problem you had before and this is how you overcame it instead yeah. of the way i learned by trial and error just like butchering the shit out of people and seeing the tattoo healed and like mm, that didn't work i need to figure this out um you know it's unfortunate but that's that's the way i did it yeah well there's a lot of people who come from that um i know a couple of guys that uh tattooed out of their house a little bit and um when they were good enough to get a job at pretty bad place <laughs> they went and did that and then were able to learn there because even though it was a shitty shop that yeah some staff had some basic knowledge here and there and were able to put some stuff together um and and that's how they did it you know was that back in the day when uh you had to work at a shop to be even be able to order supplies uh i'm not sure uh, I don't think so. That that used to be a thing. I mean, it yeah. it is to some degree still for a lot of the reputable suppliers won't sell yeah. to you unless you either have a license or work in a licensed shop. But I mean, shit, you can order anything on Amazon now and they'll send it right to your house. They don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's tons of crap on Amazon and um, everywhere. Uh, yeah, I, some some companies were real hard to get supplies from and other Spalding didn't ever really give a shit. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like national was difficult, you know, oh, yeah. or Lucky. the first time I ordered from Lucky's, I had to send them a copy of a business license. I'd never had to do that before, you know, which, but, I, yeah, I, that, I that's a problem in places that didn't have tattoo licenses, you know? Yeah. They, they, a business license was good enough. Like our city license uh, for the right. shop or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's bad. That's gatekeeping. Right. I don't know. I mean, there's tons of opinions on that. At this point, I think as far as supplies go, um, there's so many suppliers that will sell to anybody. Like, yeah. I don't see what the point of trying to pretend that you're not selling to licensed people is. There was one supplier, if I'm not mistaken, that had two uh, storefronts one was for professionals and one was for anybody and it was literally the same stuff it's like a anyway we're getting on a little side topic here man we've got three guys i can think of in orlando with a with a van that yeah. drive around selling yeah. supplies yeah um i mean they're going to tattoo shops they're not going to people's houses maybe those guys true. are the legit suppliers if you think about it you know that's true yeah the one guy's other job is a pizza delivery driver so, bring you know, your pizza and some needles, whatever I you need. I tell him that every time. I'm like, why didn't you bring us a pizza? <laughs> um, so I, I think there's a lot of opinions on on who's qualified to train somebody to tattoo. Um, I've heard anything from t you have to be tattooing 10 years to 15 years or more. <clears throat> and um, I don't think that there's an arbitrary number that's, that automatically magically qualifies you to teach somebody i think some people are good at teaching some people are are motivated some people are great communicators some people are are patient nurturing types that that can can guide somebody without ab abusing them and i think those are the kind of things that are way more important than how long you've been in the industry that being said i will say that if you know you're in your first three to five years of tattooing, I probably don't think you should have an apprentice. Now, right. there probably are exceptions after five years, um, but again, there has to be a lot of things, in my opinion, that line up. 
you know, like, are you able to teach somebody? Like, do you have the communication skills and the patience and, and the knowledge to, to pass on to somebody? And I, I saw on a social media post where somebody said, hey, I'm thinking about taking on an apprentice. What do you guys do when you train somebody? How do you do it and all this? And a lot of the comments, which were all over the place too, um, a lot of the comments said, if you're asking these questions, you're probably not ready to have an apprentice. Now, that may or may not be true. This person may have already answered these questions for themselves and they want to compare what what other people right. are doing. And since there's not a formal structured approved you know generally approved process how do you even know if what you're doing is consistent with other people so i i think it's fair to have these conversations yeah. and i think there's a lot of people that really just just get get passionate about the subject and yeah. you know there's too many people in tattoos and all this some of the comments that i read were even like broken hands can't tattoo and i was just like all oh, right that guy's probably not good candidate to train somebody to tattoo you know? phrase. um <laughs> if you don't know i'm not going to tell you isn't yeah. an answer it's no. a fucking cop out you know what i mean yeah. well it's an opinion oh. it's like you, yeah. you know people are afraid of competition first of all and i get that oh, you know sure, like sure, less yeah. competition the easier it is for you to make money that's just being lazy man if you have right. good competition that means you got to compete and that means you got to do a better job and you got to analyze what you're doing and improve your process so i think transparency is the best answer for that well and you know that's something that you need to teach your apprentice there's a lot of things beside the technical and artistic aspect of tattooing yeah. that need to be taught um and and that's one of the things there's a there's a lot of myths and tattooing and the and there's too many tattooers is is one of them um from the beginning your apprentice needs to understand that they're always going to have to strive yep. to be a step above the next guy and if you can't accomplish that with your artistic ability then you need to be able to accomplish that in other ways because yep. tattooing is an experience um and the end of that experience is is something a reminder of it that you carry with you for the rest of your life yep and you want that to be a great memory you know um yep. and uh that that needs to be instilled in your apprentice so if you're going to be a tattooer you you know we've established you've got to be patient and understanding you can't be a fucking bully um you have to have a good grasp of the technical end of tattooing um what makes a good tattoo you know is it gonna hold up good over time um and i've been tattooing long enough to where i see like these cycles this stuff this garbage that just keeps repeating itself and um all these young people start out doing something stupid tattoos with no outline right you know and um, they're doing the whole tattoo there's no outline there's no black and then you know five or six years that'll go away because they all realize well if they were right this doesn't work and um there's exceptions to every rule like if you have a high contrast background you can pull it off but sure um but I, I i think that goes back to um if you haven't been tattooing over say five years like just to use right. an arbitrary number you're not seeing your tattoos come back healed right. and seeing them age so you you need to have that perspective in order to really understand what it takes to put a tattoo on that's going to last forever and make your customer happy forever and not just look good for for your instagram post right and you know a lot of and a part of that comes from being stable and in the same place if yeah. you're always bouncing around you're not going to be the best mentor what are they going to follow you around the country as you try and you know find that perfect shop that doesn't exist yeah um i have and i have people that are couple of years in that come in for a job and their resume they they've worked at more shops than i have yeah, you know that's crazy and it's like why do you keep moving around oh well you know this guy was an asshole and it's always it's always you know the other guy and and that might be true but i don't know man you know i get it some people like to move around but uh, i think in the beginning you need to be in one spot you can see your stuff come back and um you know constantly reevaluating what you're doing you know yes i agree uh, especially if if you ever want to take on an apprentice you really need to have 
the 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 experience of seeing your tattoos come back and yeah. age and understand how they age and things like that um, absolutely there, there's a lot of aspects to to tattooing that that aren't aren't considered when when people decide to take on an apprentice because there's a too many people that want to just have a, a free helper around the shop a slave more or less like take out the trash sweep up clean up like nobody wants to do those jobs but somebody that wants to learn how to tattoo will suffer through that shit so they can get a chance and if you're stringing somebody along then man that's bad that's that's not the way to do it yeah well back before everything was disposable and cartridges you know everybody hated scrubbing tubes you didn't want to scrub your tubes because it's a it's just a, whatever it's a pain in the ass yeah so oh we'll get, we'll get an apprentice he'll clean all of our shit yeah. well that's cool but now you actually have to teach this person if they're going to work for something you yeah you owe it to them to do that so i actually worked with a dude that found scrubbing tubes very cathartic that was like how he wound down he was the owner of the shop and you'd come in one morning and he had scrubbed everybody in the five different artists stuff scrubbed them bagged them they were waiting for you to go in the other place he'd be like I I wow, can dude. I can see that. I actually I don't mind that. You scrubbed tubes for me once, and I was like, I, "What's going on, dude? What? What?" I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. It's, it's part of the job, man. I love all aspects of tattooing. Okay, I love cleaning up after myself, helping out around the shop, selling tattoos. That's another thing. I'll sell tattoos for other people too. I don't care. Yeah, I love absolutely. it. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. that's part of the job, man. I yeah. I'm not the guy that's like well, I'm going to do what I do and you do what you do. No, man, it's a team. You know, I want to be yeah. a part of that. And I, I think the same thing goes, um, if you're going to train somebody to tattoo, you need to train them on all aspects and, and show them how you can get something out of every part of it. You know, even yeah. the parts you don't like, I don't like cleaning the toilet, but you know what? I like having a clean bathroom for my customers and myself. Sure. Yeah. So, because the customers, they're going to judge you and the shop and everything off of, off of that you know what yeah. i mean you go to some place and the bathroom's disgusting like there's a grocery store i went into and the bathroom was bad i was like ew it's the fucking bathroom is this awful yeah i don't want to know what the area where they're you know packaging the meat looks like i didn't i, <laughs> I didn't buy anything I yeah like, i could see that the truck stop bathroom you know <laughs> so so um a guy that i worked for in the 90s who uh who's not living anymore so we could talk about him i guess um jim harris he owned artistic armor in tampa and and it was a great shop it was like the shop to work at they had good artists multiple locations like they hosted the tattoo convention in town in, in tampa back in the 90s and it was you know that's what she, that was the goal so i got into that shop and one of the things that he said to me that i always remember is look at the floor and the ceiling and the bathroom in an establishment because if they don't take care of those aspects, the walls and everything and the and like everything else, that's what everybody looks at. Look at, right. the, at the ceiling, the floor and the toilet. If they don't take care of that, then they're not worth a shit. And that's something I always remembered. And I agree. Like if you got ceiling tiles that are falling in and holes in them and water stains and stuff or the lights, half the lights are out or the tiles all cracked or the wood floors are scuffed or whatever, like they don't give a shit. Or the shop's been there forever and yeah, whatever, you know, um, but um, th those are aspects that are important. Yeah. My mentor said, always check the corners. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, which is I, essentially the same thing because yeah. if you just sweep real quick, you're, you're not getting the corners. Yeah. And um, when I first moved to Orlando, I walked into a, a tattoo shop and um, they had carpet in the lobby and that's kind of gross, but yeah. you know, whatever it's, I remember those yeah. days. Yeah. Well, so they had one of those like March of Dimes candy machines in the lobby, uh -huh. right? You know, you yep. buy the little handful of M&Ms or whatever, and the money goes to charity. And I was looking, and along the the, the baseboards were candy. It was M&Ms and everything. It was the part where they, when they were vacuuming, the vacuum didn't suck that part up. Uh -huh. So they just left it. There was like pennies and candy and dirt and shit. And I was just yeah. like, whoa. Uh, yeah uh we actually wound up opening close to that shop and um within six months um they really stepped their game up 
they were used to being one of the few in that part of town no competition they got lazy and sure and you know we've got a brand new store that we just built so everything is 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 squared away and um i i have a lot of respect for them because they were like whoa we need to reevaluate and they totally stepped their game up that's a good neighbor (laughs) yeah so and it's good for the customer oh for sure for sure you're raising uh, a rising tide uh lifts all boats right right um so uh going back to teaching tattooing and stuff um and and teaching other aspects of the business to to uh, a, a apprentice as a as a mentor um one thing that i noticed um in some of the work that i've done down in cuba and in cuba tattooing is not officially legal okay it's it's happening there there is not a open tattoo industry like there's tattoo shops on the street and stuff there's a there's a couple and a couple places that have special exemptions but generally speaking people tattoo out of their house there and artists work by themselves so they're generally self-taught and and i'm seeing some of the work that these guys are doing it's just absolutely amazing so they they have access to some kind of information to see some kind of standards that they can work towards you know as far as internet pictures or instagram or whatever so we we got some of these guys together in in cuba and asked them what some of their concerns were and obviously getting supplies is difficult there because of the embargo and the government uh not sanctioning that that work so we discussed some things to deal with that and another issue that they said was that there's no communication between the artists there every it's so isolated and fragmented nobody trusts each other because what they're doing is already illegal okay it's sort of like being in prison and you got a bunch of guys that tattoo in the cell block and they can't really talk to each other because one of them could snitch on the other one and get them in trouble because uh, you know cuba's kind of a prison so <clears throat> one of the things that we tried to instill in these guys is to communicate with each other and work together and and cooperate and i think that if if you're wanting to teach somebody to tattoo that's an important aspect to teach them because if if they have a good attitude about it and they're you know helping other artists and improving the guys that they're working with and things like that it's going to make them better off if you teach somebody to to be suspicious of other people and not trust them and things like that and not share any information then they're just going to live in a bubble and they're not going to be able to progress as much as somebody that's behaving otherwise so i i think that's something that's that's important that should be addressed you know acknowledged i've i've heard of a couple of shops um there was a place in the 90s and um their staff weren't allowed to associate with people from other shops yeah they weren't allowed to go get tattooed at other shops and it's because they didn't want their 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 staff to know what else was out there. The yep. guy was a carny and they're treating people like shit and they didn't want them to realize it. And um, recently I heard about a, a, a place that was in Orlando, they're gone now, that was like that. I'm like, man, that's crazy. It is. You definitely should go meet other tattooers and talk to other tattooers and, and compare knowledge. Tattooing has traditionally been such a secretive business you know what i mean you never you didn't want to tell anybody anything and um and it's a lot different and and in a lot of ways that benefits young tattooers and i always wanted to hang out and associate with other tattooers because i i just love tattooing so much it was so rad and um my mentor was i mean i wasn't not allowed to but he he viewed other tattooers as the enemy sure competition trying to take money out of his pocket yep and it was um, frowned upon yeah uh who else is gonna understand you but right somebody else you know that's in the same business and and tattooing that's more true in tattooing than anything else you know what yeah. i mean it is it is a lifestyle it is very unique um and so i encourage that i think that's a, a good mentor that's going to encourage you know your your apprentice to to talk to other people too you know what i mean i I actually heard one guy tell another guy hey hey stop that that's that's my apprentice it's like dude 
anything this kid learns, as long as it's the right information, is going to benefit him. Don't yeah. be all weird and territorial. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I, that was weird. I was like, that you need you need to fucking stop that now. Yeah. A major, major thing that is overlooked a lot with apprentices and, and something that as, as a mentor, you need to have a grasp of and be able to teach them. And and I overlooked this for a long time too. Um is the financial end of tattooing and um being responsible with your money. Uh yeah. Um if if you life is real different when you're a 1099 and um, independent contractor, you're responsible for your own taxes. Yeah. I've seen a lot of young tattooers at the end of the year are just fucked because they never saved any money. Nobody told them they needed to save. And um, now they got a tax bill due and, and they're going to have to start making payments on it Yeah, and saving for next year. Yep. Um, yeah. And so they, they need to save money and receipts. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know we we have a slow season so you've got to be ready for that too um they all go buy new toys during tax season of course and then um september rolls around and and they're selling those you know fancy guitars and whatever else they fucking bought yeah putting it in the pawn shop you know um but yeah understanding how the business works um how money works what it means to be 1099 versus employee and i'm not saying you know any of us are qualified to give tax advice but just you know telling some it's always a good idea to tell somebody to save money and that's a huge downfall of the tattoo schools i've had people come out of the tattoo school and have no idea how it works or even that it was it's a fucking commission only job <laughs> what do they expect to get paid hourly um a salary what yes <laughs> there's a there's a big company um that is well known and they're in every mall in america for doing ear piercing yeah and this company decided that it was going to be a good idea for them to get into body piercing and they op- they started an- another company and they opened body piercing studios in in malls across the country and they had commercials that i saw like on youtube ads and these piercers talking about how much they loved it because they had a stable, steady paycheck. And I know a piercer that went to one of these places just to check it out. And um, it was $15 an hour is what they were paying their Uh piercers. Uh Um, Well, for most piercers, that's uh, not what they would make in a good busy shop. They'd make a lot more good shop, but there's no motivation to hustle. None whatsoever. I mean, if, if you're getting the same, whether you do one piercing or five yep. piercings in an hour, fuck it, you know? Yep. And uh, I, I don't even know if they're still in existence. I, I'm not familiar with that existing anywhere now. Um, yeah. I know that different states have different laws and that could have been regulated out of markets that I'm familiar with, but um, I, yeah, I'm not familiar. In Orlando with that. fairly recently. Huh. That's, I didn't even know about that. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. That's, So you also have to teach your apprentice to be motivated and to, and to hustle. Yeah. And I see a lot of tattooers that they don't have that themselves. They can't instill it in <laughs> into somebody else. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, um, having an apprentice isn't a way to feed your ego. Um, it's not a it way. It shouldn't to, be. <laughs> no, no. And um, if you are getting an apprentice because you want a sycophant, um, that's going to go badly for you. That, it is. that person yeah. will eventually realize that yeah. and you're going to, you're going to wind up with the opposite. I, I think the, the best reason to be motivated to have an apprentice, in my opinion, is so that you can create another good tattooer and give back right. to the industry, something that, that, you know, it deserves you. I personally want anybody I train to be better than me. Oh and, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I know that's a low bar, but um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I want, I want people that, that I work with to be better than me. And yeah, you know, I, that's sure. the way I look at it. I, I want them to be more successful. I want them to be better artists and I want them to be what's right about tattooing. You know, there's plenty of, things wrong with tattooing and I don't want to be a contributing factor to that. So I want whoever, you know, I'm, I'm training to, to be better. 
Sure. So. Yeah. I, I want to teach somebody um, that's going to benefit the industry. I'm trying to protect this thing of ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and people need to learn the, you know, should learn the history of tattooing and, sure. and, and uh, how we got to where we're at, you know, um, because it wasn't always easy. Um, it wasn't easy having a tattoo shop or being heavily tattooed. Yeah. It was hard to get landlords to rent yep. to you and, and and stuff like that. And people become disillusioned. I remember when we opened our first store in a mall. Yeah. And there was there was tattooers that were so mad about that. The tattoo yep. shop shouldn't be in yep. a mall. And yep. one of them was like, um, Sailor Jerry is rolling in his grave right now. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, if they had malls back then, and he would have been allowed to open in one, he absolutely would have done it. Yeah. His yeah. shop was on Hotel Street. It was the busiest fucking street yep. there. Yeah. And and guys put tattoo shops in the busiest places yep. that they could get into, yep. like the Bowery or the Pike um, or Coney Island. You know yep. what I mean? Some busy, busy spot with tons of people. So yep. the whole what tattooing was, there's a lot of misconceptions and and I, I think that it's important if you're going to teach somebody to teach them the history. Yeah. Well, you know? those 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 tattoo shops were in busy spots and then tattooing got a bad reputation, um, yeah. especially like in New York City, where there was like Eddie and Stan and all those those old legends up there. Uh, they got legislated out and right. then then uh, they had to go kind of underground. They left New York City or they went to some spot where they could operate out of the public eye because, you know, of 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 the issues that the public health concerns and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it kind of went underground. Yeah. And that's what most people have a recent memory of the the kind of back alley old school tattooing you know the biker anti-social stuff and uh that's not where it came from you know no. that's where it went and then it's coming back now and i yeah. think once the stuff was on tv that's when everything changed you know mm -hmm. um the, the the internet too obviously but the tv is what really put tattooing in people's living rooms and and made it to where anybody could just take a look at it you didn't have to walk into some sketchy shop with some surly people in there it was safe you know you could just yeah be in your living room there you go there's tattooing so yeah i mean that I, I i think there's a, it's a cyclical thing yeah well at one point tattooing was something for the extremely wealthy um yeah. they were the only ones that had access to it yeah. you would fly some japanese master yeah to or put have him get on a ship um not fly they weren't flying then but <laughs> you get these this this master to come to where sure. you were at to you and your friends and um and and that was a big deal you had to be rich and that changed when you had all these sailors traveling the world and yep. then they had access to tattoos yep. and you know the sailors they're looked down upon and the dock workers are just you know they're looked down upon and those yeah they were not high society those were guys that were sailors at one point and yeah. and so then it became something where people look down on it because right. of the type of people that had access to it um that's a whole other podcast yeah. we'll get into yeah. that, but um, anyway important and it is like you said how tattooing these guys were legislated out i mean tattooing was illegal in new york city until the 90s yep and um uh it's important to teach young people that history because the government can certainly do that again. Oh yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what was the most recent legalized state, Oklahoma or Oklahoma. South Carolina? Oh, South Carolina sure. was up there too. They were, they were yeah. those were the last two that I remember. Um, and that was in the two thousands, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oklahoma was. Yeah. Was it Virginia beach? You couldn't tattoo on the beach there and that there's yeah there's probably a lot of um city and local ordinances but i'm in on a state level yeah yeah <laughs> so you know that could happen again i guess well get, getting back to the topic of um 
the, the mentor and apprentice who's qualified to teach somebody to tattoo. One, one of the things that I was thinking about is the, the commitment of every aspect of what we're doing. So to get a tattoo is a lifelong commitment, generally speaking. I mean, most people don't get their tattoos removed. So when you get a tattoo, it's there forever. That's a big deal. And that's something that keeps a lot of people from doing it. And that's fine. You know, like people are saying, oh, I want a tattoo, but I don't know if I want that forever. Like, well, then you probably don't, you know? Right. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so getting a tattoo is a lifelong commitment. Then becoming a tattooer, that's really a lifelong commitment too. I mean, you're never going to finish learning about tattooing. As soon as you get one aspect of it, you know, under control, not master, but you know, you, you, you're like, I feel confident in this aspect. You learn another part of the business, another aspect of the process. And then you're like, man, I got to start all over. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So, so that's, that's another big commitment. And then the next step is you're going to teach somebody what you know. And that's a huge commitment because you have to be confident in what you're doing and, and, understand what you don't know too right because sure yeah i mean there's 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 certain aspects of tattooing that i can't teach somebody i could teach them how to learn it maybe like right. hey i i can't tattoo like that but i can tattoo and this is what i know you can apply this and, and figure that part out for yourself i mean it goes back to the quote you said um that I guess you made up. It says you never really finish your apprenticeship. You just get to the point where you don't have to have somebody over your shoulder. Right. And, I mean, that that's that's part of of being an uh, being qualified to teach somebody to tattoo is understanding where you're at and everything. So yeah, for sure. Um you can't be there's a lot of people that are really full of themselves. I mean, I think all tattooers to a certain extent are you you've gotta you've gotta come off as as confident. Yeah customers so i guess we're by nature kind of cocky but you need to understand like you said where you're at and yeah. the limits of your abilities and um so you can properly teach somebody it's gonna you're gonna have to kind of uh there's gonna be some some self-reflection and um you know are you are you comfortable with all aspects or of tattooing and i'm not saying can you do portraits or can you do this sure. or that like that's not important. You should you should be competent and you should be able to articulate what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. And recognize um what is causing mistakes. Like I can look at something and be like, yeah, you weren't stretching the skin enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can I can tell exactly. I can tell you need or look at it and be like, you need to slow down when you're yeah. packing color or whatever. Yeah. And um, if you can't look at a tattoo and see what's causing those mistakes, you're you're not there yet, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's it is a huge responsibility. It is a major commitment, like you said. Um, it takes a lot of time and effort. Do you do you have the time to teach somebody? Are you always traveling? Are you always doing conventions? Um, uh, another thing is is your apprentice is going to have to start doing some tattoos do you have enough business in your shop yeah for them to 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 tattoo to learn um and I, I could probably catch some heat over this but i think if you're a one-man operation with a private studio that doesn't have walk-ins it's going to be really difficult for your apprentice you know they better have a lot of friends and even then once they're at a point where they can start charging people. Is there going to be enough business at your private studio for them to, to get walk-ins because you've got to be continually tattooing so you can progress. Yeah. yeah. So those are, I think those are big things to consider if you're going to teach somebody. So I don't know, Jack, what, what else you, you think there is to discuss? Um, this? I, I don't know. I, I think we've kind of covered everything. Like you said earlier, there's, it's not like a whole lot like with the other like getting an apprenticeship i think there's a little bit more involved sure. there um but you know um uh, i think it's important to to be selective um if you're gonna take on an apprentice like make sure it's it, that's 
a good person you know what i mean like sure don't we don't need another fucking shit bag in tattooing no. we don't need you know somebody that's going to be creepy with the opposite sex or right. anything like that like you know be selective this ain't for everybody and some people have no business interacting with the general public so yeah. you know i i just thought of something what tell tell me about a failure that you've had with an apprentice something that didn't work out um if if you can think of something um i i know that i've i've learned that uh making everything crystal clear and and all expectations and obligations understood before executing the the agreement is is important i've heard a lot of people say well i trained this person and you know we they're supposed to work here for a year and they got another job offer making more money or whatever so they're leaving like is this the first time you've experienced that because i've been through that and i know now that if if i'm going to train somebody it needs to be crystal clear what the expectations and obligations are and they need to be realistic like you can't tell somebody you can't work for anybody else for 500 miles from my shop for five years like that was that's not gonna hold up that's ridiculous but right. you can say <clears throat> you're not gonna operate within you know whatever the the law allows where you are maybe maybe it's yeah. five miles or six miles or whatever um you can't steal my customer list i mean these are things that are legally enforceable um if if you have some ridiculous agreement with somebody like hey you, you know you can't tattoo for 500 miles for five years that's that mm -hmm. that's that you're you're not being reasonable you know that's 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 not going to work so um that's you know pe people need to be realistic yeah i i have had once or twice and i've learned that if i even have like the slightest little bit of a feeling that this person's not going to make it mm. they're probably not yeah. um i have had people leave because they didn't realize how hard it was going to be um or um not some people just don't take direction well or cannot handle constructive criticism yeah and um that's that's the biggest thing there is a way to tell somebody that they're making a mistake and how to fix it without being a jerk you know yeah. you've got to have if you're going to have an apprentice you've got to have the right temperament to be able to offer constructive criticism to be able to help somebody you know point out that they're fucking up in a positive way you know yeah. and um it, it's hard for some people to hear that you know especially when all of their friends and family have been telling them how wonderful and what a good drawer <laughs> they are their whole life yeah. you know yeah and, for uh, sure you can just like there's been a couple where i was like oh i don't know this one seems like they might be a little too fragile for this and yeah yeah they were um well, I think also if if you're training somebody, you need to understand how to give criticism because different people are going to react differently to to different methods of communication, right? Some people you can say, "Hey, you're doing that wrong. Do it like this." And they're like, "Fine, no problem. I got it." Other people you might be able to say, "What the hell are you doing? You need to you're not listening to me." people respond differently sometimes that's okay sometimes people need to be talked to that way everybody's personality yeah. is different you know and and as a, as an instructor you need to be able to read that person and understand yeah. you know what what is the best method of communication for this individual yeah we had an apprentice and uh me and one of the other guys you know we were trying to talk to this kid to get him to understand be like hey man you know this is what you're doing wrong and he would immediately go back to doing the exact same thing and one of the other guys took him outside and screamed at him for 10 minutes and we didn't have that problem anymore yeah and it's just yeah. like that's what he needed you know yeah and then that's not necessarily bullying it's just different yeah. forms of communication work differently with people you know i mean he yeah. wasn't humiliated apparently you took him outside but and had a 
good talk with them. Um, so that's yeah. that's something I think if you're going to consider teaching somebody how to tattoo, do you understand how to communicate with people critically? Yeah, that's a great you know, point. complimentary. Everybody that's a good tattooer knows how to sell tattoos and praise and you know build somebody up. But you, at the same time, can you keep can you reel somebody in and say, hey, you're doing this wrong, and here's why, and here's what you need to do without you know being abusive? Yeah, I I'm now have to make it very clear, like what kind of environment they're walking into, and that yeah. you know, when it's busy, it can be stressful. Yeah. Um, so, are you the kind of person that can handle that? Um, can you handle a lobby full of people and all of them trying to get your attention at the same time? You know, and, and a and shop full of artists that are right. asking you hey set me up break me down take my trash out get me a cup of coffee all at the same time i mean you're yeah. getting it from both ends and uh you, you got to be able to handle that um i have found that people that already are coming from some kind of customer service job yeah um they've got it you know what i mean sure. like if they dealing with the worked, public is the hardest you know sure. thing to to get a handle on yeah because it has um, to happen quick <laughs> yeah i uh we had somebody that came from uh i don't remember which one but like a super 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 busy uh clothing store in uh, a huge mall full of tourists and they were like man you've got people yelling at you in three different languages <laughs> and there's always that kid that keeps unfolding the shirts that you just folded so you're folding shirts and you're answering questions and you're trying to figure out what this person's saying and what language yeah. they're speaking and um <laughs> They were great. They were so good at wrangling customers. It was yeah. outstanding. You know, that's important. Sure. Yeah. Customer service. We've said that over and over again, but man, I can't stress it enough. And, you know, like when you're critiquing somebody's artwork, you know, art subjective, that's, that's an opinion, yeah. you know? Yeah. But tattooing is a technical skill. Yep. And um, you've got to be able to critique that. I, I had, not that long ago, an apprentice, after I explained to them what they were doing wrong, she went, yeah, I, I guess I agree with your assessment. And I was like, well, I don't give a shit if you agree or not. This is how you need to do it if you want yeah. the end result to be to look good, you know? Otherwise, all that line work is going to fall out, you yep. know? Yeah. Well, that, that reminds me of a, a story when I was interacting with a younger tattooer. He wasn't an apprentice, but definitely, you know, in their first five years or so. And uh, I was like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. These are what the expectations are. This is how you need to do this. And the guy says, I didn't get into this business to follow rules. And I was like, you don't think there's rules to this? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't have to wear a, a suit and tie to work, but you need to be here when you say you're going to be here. You need to be nice to people. And you need to put on good tattoos. Those are fucking rules. Yeah. Like people have crazy ideas oh, about God. what they think tattooing is. Like, That's yeah, my art is subjective. Tattooing is a is a technical skill that is not subjective. If you're not yeah. putting lines in correctly, applying the shading and color correctly, that can be objectively pointed out. Uh, yeah, I didn't get into tattooing to blank is i've heard them all it's amazing <laughs> I, I didn't get into this so i have to punch a clock it's like dude i'm just telling you not to show up an hour late yeah but, you know i'm not asking yeah, there, you there's a customer waiting for you yeah. you said you would be here yeah i'm <laughs> awful about being on time i'm certainly not gonna rip into somebody for being 15 minutes late but when your customer's been waiting an hour you yeah. know like, that's not acceptable tattooing yeah there's a lot of freedoms with tattooing and that and 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 that's definitely cool that's not why i got into it either i got into it just because tattooing was so cool so mysterious and you know antisocial. yeah you know? i was gonna say i got into it because it was bad i wanted to be bad yeah, exactly <laughs> it's like yeah I, I, you know i yeah i wanted to be the guy your mom warned you about you yeah. know what i mean um so yeah <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I have been that guy. So, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, married man. to the daughter of a tattooer, so it works out. Oh, yeah. 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 
I think uh, your father-in-law knew what he was in for <laughs> oh, yeah. when, when, he, when he married his daughter off to you. Um, so I think maybe um, the most important thing you can say about somebody that is going to take on an apprentice and, and mentor them and teach them how to tattoo is that they absolutely have to love tattooing. I mean, that yeah. that's all there is to it. They have to love tattooing and, and all the things that it means to love tattooing. You have to respect it. You have to honor it. You yeah. have to protect it and you have to, to want what's best for it. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it's hard and, and you've got to put in the work, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, that's what makes it so rewarding. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and it, it is a job. I think that's something that people are a little disillusioned by it. it it's a job, you know, yeah. you it's a go. business. There's expectations. Your yeah. customers expect something. Your colleagues expect something. Your boss expects something like whoever yeah. we're talking about, the health department that's inspecting you, they expect something. There's fucking sure. rules to this. It is a business. It's an, it's an industry. And, and, I know that that really ruffles some feathers. Some people are bummed out by that, um, but uh, it—that's—that's that's what it is. We've all got to eat. We've all got to pay the bills. You know. Yeah. Um, I I posted something on social media one day, uh, asking a question in one of those groups, and it said, uh, "I said something about the tattoo industry. You know, what do you think about this?" And and one of the responses was, "Well, the fact that you called it an industry tells me everything I need to know." And I was just like, "What do you?" the business what do you want me to call it like you tattoo yeah. for free like i don't get it you know there's a yeah. money exchange that's business that means there's an industry that's how yeah. this that's, that's what these words mean sure there's the, it, it of course it's an industry because there are other businesses that have came into existence to support tattooing yeah that's, and that's that's happening more and more now. I'm seeing more sure. and more people that are offering professional services for tattooers, financial planning, marketing, all these things. You know, yes. this this is definitely an industry. Yes, people are developing and marketing point of sale programs yep. specifically towards tattooers. Yep. That's a big one. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, because those are people outside of our industry. The stuff that I mentioned before are generally yeah. tattooers that figured out a little thing. Hey, I'm good at saving money and making money and investing, so I'm going to teach other tattooers how to do this, which I think is great. I mean, that's a great way to give back to tattooing. I, I support I, that. I agree. I agree. I, I do fully support that. I, I think that um, a lot of tattooers need to learn that. I, I, was, I was shocked um, during COVID to find out how many tattooers I knew that weren't paying taxes, hadn't been paying taxes. Well, I mean, I wasn't shocked at that. I was, <laughs> I was saddened by the fact that yeah. those, those individuals had to suffer a lot more than people that didn't, you know, choose right, to take right. that route. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I certainly wasn't shocked by it. There's, there's plenty of, uh, pirates left in the business, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that, again, that goes to, um, you know those people their their mentor didn't explain to yeah. them some 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 things about the business you know yeah. and i've been guilty of that in the past too not not yeah. making some sure somebody understands that yes uh, trust me i'm not pro taxes at all but you yeah. got to do it you know what i mean the government well, will take everything you want or you got to figure out how to not pay them legally that's the trick sure sure and <laughs> and and uh, there's definite you know ways to pay less you know yeah uh, yeah if you're if and if you're a 1099 you know contractor then then there's a lot of options to pay less in taxes and you should be taking advantage of all of them yeah but you need uh, to educate yourself on that <clears throat> yeah 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 but you know that's that's part of being a good mentor if you're going to take yeah. an apprentice on you've got to be prepared to help them with all of this you know what i mean sure. don't set them up for failure yeah yeah you want you want the person you train to be your legacy you yeah know? for sure for sure um and that's 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 important yeah uh, it's like having a child yeah 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 um awesome well i, I think that I think yeah I, I think we've covered everything at this point yeah. so, all right man nice talking right. to you i'll yep, uh, you see you soon all right man thank you that's it for this episode of I Love Tattooing. 
sure hope you enjoyed it. Please check out our website, ilovetattooing.com, and leave us a comment or send us a suggestion if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss or want to give us some feedback. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.